Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, we're going to kick it off with right from the beginning when they uh, when we knew that Joe Biden was going to be nominating someone for the Supreme Court. One of the names at the top was Judge Kentonji Brown Jackson, and Cade sent out in our family chat a movie poster from Action Jackson and said, I need someone to Photoshop her face over this and call it Affirmative Action Jackson. And I thought, that sounds like a good weekend project. And so I went for it. And my rudimentary Photoshop skills are you can be viewed on the Bevington Banter Twitter and you can enjoy it for all of its comical glory. It's the best thing that's ever come of the 1988 Carl Weathers box office flop. This I'm not gonna lie, I did not better even than know, the movie. I did not even know that movie existed until you sent that. I had it's because it's heard garbage. It. Yeah. But yes, it's like it's maybe ar- that's why it's it didn't argued go to be one of the worst movies ever. Maybe it didn't go viral because everyone said what they didn't know that it was even a Photoshop of a movie poster. It's got like a Rotten Tomatoes of eighteen. <laughs> it's not good, <laughs> but the poster's funny. I just kind of wanted to talk about how, again, affirmative action. Affirmative this is definitely action, a, an affirmative action hire, and. It just really cuts the legs out from underneath somebody when you right yeah. off the bat announce that you hired them because of their skin color. So, you know, and gender. Yeah, and and gender. So, what what I mean, what other What's the pool? You're, the you're, Yeah, you're candidate the, pools. Well, you limited your best you limited black yourself woman judge. Right. You limited yourself to about well, less than 6% of the of the American population um because female black women you know would be about six six percent or so but that's not even adult you know women that's all females that are that are black um so obviously though insulting it's insulting and and they don't care and she may be a great legal mind we have no idea the problem is is you have this and you can't ever know now right if she was the best well well we're going to find out over time if she's really a good constitutional scholar yeah, you'll be able to. You'll be able to and that determine. That has nothing. That yeah. has nothing to do with her gender and race. No, it has to do uh, with how many times did she? The fact that she was nominated by lefties. How many times did she vote? I, I heard a little bit of her track record. You know, just a lot of, um, you know, consistent voting against uh, the Trump administration, and um, well, she's only been on. She's only been on the federal bench for like a year, hasn't she? No, she was appointed. She's a she was a DC Circuit Court judge, yes. right? She was appointed yeah. by Obama to the seat yeah, that she's Obama. sitting in now. Correct. That okay. was a different person, I think. That was okay. one of the other uh, that was one of the other three black women judges that was the that was the entire shortlist. So anyway, go check out our Twitter, retweet my picture. I tried to get it to go viral, but I think it's it's uh would be deemed too hateful to go viral by Twitter. <laughs> How old is she? Oh, that was she's fifty-one. A, they, they keep saying she's she's so young because she's only fifty-one. I, th- or I think like yeah, that. I think 50 she's something. She's only so she older sit- than Amy Coney Barrett. Well, yeah, but yeah, I guess given to given the age of all of our senior politicians, she is quite yeah, young. Right? Yeah. And the age at which these people are sitting on the court until they keel over. So, literally, the last two yeah, have died. That was this next. Uh-uh. This, Briar yeah. didn't die. No, I'm saying the last Jeez. two have died. Oh, this yeah. one coming up is yeah. uh, the first one in the last three to actually step down and not, you know, croak. Right. I meant it literally. That's why. And I, I still think. I, I still it. think for the last little bit they just couldn't hold out any longer. I still think they were weakened at Bernieing, um, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg for a little bit. They did their best. <laughs> I think they did their best to get her stretched out to the end of Trump and someone must have stumbled upon them like trying to reanimate her corpse or something. Well, 
another weekend at burning our president. So I honestly could not believe they were definitely they were more than weekend at burning Nancy Pelosi during the State of the Union. They were like (laughs) they were like marionetting her and the person who had the strings up in the rafters like there was like a bee flying around him and that's when she stood up and did that weird little thing with her hands because the guy that was holding the strings up there uh, was like uh, yeah, he's trying to shoo a bee away spasm. that's my only explanation is whoever was at the animatronics control had like a weird muscle spasm made her freak out so i watched the whole thing for myself and took notes so if this me and dad turned like it on for 30 seconds things, and turned it off i asked i said i came home and i said so, how masochistic are you feeling, to Cole? And he looked at me really confused. And he said, it depends. And I tur- he was like, you'll understand in a second. And I turned on the Daily Wire's feed of it. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that it contrasted to, like, a couple of days before Trump speaking very, like, you know, with a lot of energy and very strong for over, you know, almost an hour and 20 minutes at CPAC. And then... A few days later, we get Joe Biden, who I can't, I have no idea how much drugs they pumped him full of in order for him to stand there for over an hour. And, oh, we also laughed at, because they were clapping so long at so many things, like at the beginning, Cole said, is this their plan in order to like, oh, we only have, he can only talk for 10 minutes. So you just have to fill it. Everyone fill it with just minutes and minutes of clapping. Make it longer. (laughs) You know. I agree with you. I would love to see the cocktail of substances that they put together to stimulate him uh, and try to keep him focused for that amount of time. I mean, definitely, you know, a lot of B vitamins, amino acids, you know, who who knows what other stimulants that they're giving him. But it's um, I I would love to know that cocktail. Uh, 90% methamphetamines in a time release (laughs) capsule so that it would keep... So that he didn't need to take another dose while he was up there. The clapping part of it is so... um, Oh, the whole thing is just a stage show. Yeah, it's pretty silly because um, it it feels like, one, you know, it's fairly well pre-scripted. But the other, it feels like when he would say something that you're just like, oh my gosh, that's really bad. Then, then they would clap to make you think that you are misunderstanding what you're hearing. So it's to me that was fairly obvious as what they're trying to do. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. There are a lot of things that there was no mention of, and normally in a State of the Union, the president will get out there and talk about all the great things that he's done, which Biden could name about two things which are not even great, and then talk about a bunch of Please stuff. Please name that he's those going two for me. Do. He what, said, "Okay, what he, he, said, he listed." I'm still here. There's one. Yeah, that was his thing. So his claims in in touting his successes, it consisted of the American Rescue Plan. And this is a quote. Few pieces of legislation have done more in a critical moment in our history to lift us out of a crisis. And then he went on. That's end quote. Then he went on after he talked about it to yell. And it worked. It worked. So he had to. That's had why to we now have over seven and a half percent. We have like seven and a half percent inflation. Yes. And his reasoning that it worked is that our economy created, this is also a quote, quote, our economy created 6.5 million new jobs just last year, more jobs created in one year than ever before in the history of America, end quote. However, even factcheck.org said that that's less than the amount of jobs lost in the pandemic. So it's a net job loss. The only reason that those jobs were created was because they were destroyed. They weren't created. They were allowed to go back to work. Come back. Yes. He also said a quote, our economy grew at a rate of 5.7% last year, the strongest growth in nearly 40 years. End quote. Also, the only reason is because you allowed the economy to open back up after it had been shut down and it should have grown way faster than that. The New York Times even just came out and fact checked that job uh, creation claim yeah. as as b- BS. Yep. You know, th- I agree. I heard uh, someone say that they don't like the State of the Union address. It's not necessary. And I that's kind of the, my feeling is if you're a sitting U.S. congressman and you don't know the State of the Union, you just need to resign. I don't need this well, the, old the man coming down and telling me. The constitutional requirement to deliver it is com- is fulfilled when he hands the 
envelope or whatever right. to the speaker. You can mail him a letter. Um, so, Cade, that was his one one of his successes. Yeah, name me so, another quote, one. Air quotes, air quotes, successes. And his second air quotes success was the uh, infrastructure bipartisan infrastructure bill or the non-infrastructure bill, as I would probably pass. refer to it, because it had so much other stuff in it. Oh, well, he named it. He listed it. Didn't it didn't pass. He talked about it for he As an accomplishment? How could it be an accomplishment when it I didn't don't know. pass and, and there was said, no implementation? And he talked did it about not pass? We, no. I, Joe Manchin no. stood in the way. The infrastructure bill did they not They didn't pass. change it and stuff? Okay, well, he, and he talked about it, and there was a quote, we will buy American to make sure everything from the deck of an aircraft carrier to the steel on highway guardrails are made in America, end quote. And so he tied it into this you know, drive back to, he's like, we're going to do all this with American products and American money. And we're going to bolster like also the American manufacturing and we're going to bring back American made products and manufacturing. And then went from that into this bipartisan innovation act that he wants to pub- to um, get passed. And, and he said, there was a quote in there about Intel's CEO, Pat Gelsinger, who is here tonight and, you know, had him stand up and everybody clap told me they are ready to increase their investment from $20 billion to $100 billion. That would be one of the biggest investments in manufacturing in American history, and all they're waiting for is for you to pass this bill, end quote. And he went on to start yelling about making things in America in order to fight inflation, but I was thinking maybe you should just deregulate everything so that people can actually afford to make things in America again, and then you wouldn't need to subsidize everything with this bill, and they would just Invest more and how, produce more. How does the bill, I guess, I don't know what the bill is. How does the bill benefit Intel? It has well, to be subsidies is what I'm... Okay, I need to correct one thing. The infrastructure well, it, bill did pass. It was the Build Back Better bill that did not yes. pass. Yeah, okay. Okay. So that was one of his successes. Okay, but I guess what I'm saying is if if that Innovation Act is subsidies and the only way that Intel is going to make that investment into manufacturing is if they get subsidies then isn't that just taxpayer dollars being spent right. on right i'm not sure so but he's but apparently it has something to do with that and we need to pass this bill in order for them to make things in america which is so stupid if you deregulated everything they could just make things in america and he told companies this was possibly my favorite aka most aggravating, least favorite. Oh, I just quote of the whole thing. This was the quote. Quote, I think I have a better idea to lower inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Okay. End quote. And then yelled about making things in America. That's that's right where Kate and I turned it on. Yeah. And within five seconds, oh I was gosh. yelling at the TV and I just had to turn it back off. He said, I can't. And he just and, turned the TV and, off. Well, especially when the Democrats stood up and started chanting USA. Oh, the yeah. Most disingenuous oh, thing yeah. I've ever heard. The whole heard. thing. There was so much rhetoric in there that was uh, trying, I guess, trying to win back over all the moderate, like middle people that he's lost since he since he got elected. Like, to try to win them back for the midterms. So he just spouted all these, like, conservative, like, or just common sense talking points. Like, that and American manufacturing. Also, when he said, we need to secure our border. I was like, what? And then he turned around and said they're going to give, I don't know what you call it, to to all the dreamers. Amnesty to all yeah. the dreamers. So you just give amnesty to all these illegal people that came into the country illegal Illegally, at the same time, you're saying we need to secure our borders. I mean, yeah. Okay, it, I loved this. He he caused inflation with all of his massive spending, and so here's the plan that he gave us to end inflation. Ready? Cut the cost. Also, like how? There's no how. He just said, just do it. It's kind of like, kind of like uh, AOC said, you just you just pay it or whatever. He just said, just do it. Just cut the cost of prescription drugs. Cut energy costs for families. Cut the cost of childcare. Okay, that's great. How? Government subsidies. Medicare negotiating drug prices, green energy credits, government funded child care. That's his answer. And he says, quote, nobody earning less than four hundred thousand dollars will pay an additional penny in new taxes. How are you doing this? If you subsidize as a way to cut cost, then I'm paying for it through my taxes. Yes. Because you're either going to have to raise my taxes or we go or we continue to go more than 30 trillion dollars in debt. Exactly. He's going to fight inflation by cutting cut the cost, 
but are we're going to be paying I 70% hope, in taxes. I hope before we get too far away from it that, Dad, you're pointing out what you told me the other night. Um, you had yes. pointed out to me that there's no business in America that you right. could find that's that, been lowering wages. None. Right. That's what I want to comment on. To, a couple things on that. I really want to address on this. And this is why I happened to turn it on right when he was saying what you just quoted. And I'm like, that was the worst, dumbest economic statement. I mean, just about I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, now, caught by what he means by cost, I don't know if he means the price of something or. What, yes, what, because in, in the published, I'll say in the published transcript, it said cut lower your prices, not your. Um, not your wages because, and he and it, out loud he said cost okay because cost are the, like your inputs if you're going to build a car you have all these different parts and components you know Those like are wages your cost and, and wages but all your wages parts. are factors costs. in yeah you can't cut those those are based on the supplier that you're getting those costs from they're determining those yeah. costs you don't get that to was determine my exact those thought cost. but here's the other thing when he says don't lower wages and as I pointed out to Kate, and I've heard nobody say this, but there's not one single business in America from the corner store in the little town that I live right. in that, or work in that doesn't even have a real stoplight. From that cor- the Express Mart in that little store to to uh, uh, IBM and Microsoft and Google, not one business in this country for the last year has has talked about cutting wages. Yeah, it's they have to in, raise them. They yeah, have to raise them to counteract. Them, right? the, so he's saying don't cut wages. Paying people to Nobody's do nothing. talking about cutting wages. Everybody's talking about increasing them. What do you? T- it's just. It's just every. If if they aren't um, gaslighting, building a straw man, or just li- flat, out, flat out lying, if you took those three three things away, they they'd literally be speaking There's, no words. Yeah, there was no speech. I yeah. feel like building a straw man and gaslighting at the same time is a fire hazard. <laughs> it's a bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do it. Well, didn't you see Babylon down the country. coverage of the? Didn't you see Babylon Bee's coverage of the State of the Union? Oh, that a, a dumpster fire just was going to be up. Dumpster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, I totally agree. And and as far as they talk about how they've created more jobs, their policy specifically counteracted the addition of new jobs by paying people to stay home. People realized I'm making as much money as I was before, and I'm not even going to work. And that's what led to them having to raise. Uh, wages is just to get people people to to show up. You have to make the wages high enough to make it worth it. So, so not only do you have to raise it enough to make it even with the, you know, with what they're being paid to sit at home, you have to make it higher or else they're just going to keep collecting that check and, and doing nothing. And that also added to inflation. I mean, it, every single thing has been, has been a, it's been a a left leaning policy that led to this. It's so insulting there's not a lucid person in this country that thinks that during COVID where they printed and sent out trillions of dollars while nobody was working, that that's not causing a major contributing factor to the inflation that we're experiencing. Nobody. So they, they think that the American people are that gullible and I guess stupid because there's not a lucid person in this country that doesn't understand that you just can't print money and send it out while nobody works and not get There also wasn't a lucid person up front at the State of the Union. We, we really are just being, our political office holders are just a, a crap show. They just okay, are remember the that worst. what you just said about they must think that people are stupid because I want to come back to that later when we talk about Russia, but I'm not ready to when go there yet. we talk about Kamala? No. No, but I was going to say, but speaking of you talking about during the COVID-19 pandemic and all this stuff, so he goes into that next, of course. And interesting, he said, the Justice Department will soon name a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud. And my instant thought was, great, let's start by looking at the FDA, Moderna, Pfizer, Fauci. He means, I'm assuming he's talking about all the people that stole all this money of the COVID relief money that was sent out. Yeah, I guess. But there's a lot of other pandemic fraud to be uh, people who profited. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, And then said that, quote, for more than two years, COVID-19 has impacted every decision in our lives and the life of this of the nation. And because you let it. Here's I can promise you it didn't impact every decision in my life. Here's one I thought was really bad is what he talked about. Speaking of. Um, COVID and like I'll tie it to the vaccines. He said gun manufacturers are the only companies that you can't sue. Well, that's not true. They get sued all the time. You know who you can't sue? You can't sue any of the vaccine manufacturers oh, yeah. for the vaccine that they're, that they're mandating that people take. 
Also, my question there was, I looked at Cole and I said, if I went out into the garage and grabbed one of your golf clubs out of your bag and bashed you over the head with it, could your family sue TaylorMade? No, or people drunk driving. You can't sue a car manufacturer or a liquor manufacturer when a drunk driver runs someone over and kills them. So not only is that not true, because they can't be sued for the misuse of their products, but they get sued all the time for defective products that injure people. And not only that, this comes right after um, that huge case where I think it was the Sandy Hook victims um, got like a $25 million payout yeah, from... Won. Um, was it Ruger? Was it? I don't know. It was. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, Ruger. They did. They did win their yeah. case. Yeah. So so not only is that not true, there was just a landmark case that basically set a precedent for suing gun companies for the misuse of their of their product. So and that's a, ridiculous. And it's of ridiculous. course, in the midst of talking about this uh, gun, because you know he was saying he wants to reduce gun violence. And all this stuff, not a single mention of just the skyrocketing crime rates. He didn't actually talk about the crime problem and epidemic, but he did say, quote, we should all agree. The answer is not to defund the police. The answer is to fund the And he said it multiple Three times. times. Fund the police. Fund the police with the resources and, they and all training. Sh- and all these people they, And they all stand up. Well, actually, not all squad them, not members all didn't. And they are mad. People were, yeah. The, and, um. What's her face? The one that said get in their face. Maxine Waters. She's been but saying see, defund the police. If yeah. you see the picture of she her right when right when he said that, yeah, she was stone face angry. But Kamala Harris was behind him standing and clapping. The, Hysterical. These people. The Republican Party put together a six minute long video of people on the left, politicians and stuff, saying defund the police. Six I saw an eleven minute long. cut of that. I saw that there's. I, I'm pretty sure I had. I, I'd seen the longest. What I saw was a 11 minute cut of a video with them saying the same thing. You may have seen an edited version, just of the best ones. Wow. It, yeah, it's insane. Defund the police. They they held banners. They held banners that said defund the police. That's well. Here's a point I heard today. Someone said. Well, of course, like they are for funding the police now, now that they're in control and they have control over the uh, police and like, you know, can tell them what to do. I still go back to what I said. I would disagree with that. I said on a podcast a long time ago, I still think that the whole defund the police, refund the police, they made good law enforcement officers jobs so hard that they decided to early retire or quit. And then when they did refund the police, now that they're doing, they're going to restack those police departments with new officers that have been vetted by them that will do what they want. I, I think that real, I think they knew that ahead of time. I think they thought of that. Um, cause yeah, it's basically just a complete, um, a a complete reshuffle of law enforcement all over the country. So they restaffed with a bunch of brown shirts. Yes. Stormtroopers. No, peacekeepers, as we call them in Russia or in the Hunger Games. <laughs> when he called them peacekeepers, I was like, that's straight out of the Hunger Games. Peace officers. They, they do use some really dystopian language. Maternal yes. health care. Yeah, that was came with this quote. Uh the constitutional right affirmed in Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for half a century, is under attack as never before. If we want to go forward, not backward, we must protect access to health care, preserve a woman's right to choose, and let's continue to advance maternal health care in America. End quote. Maternal health care is aborting a baby. Can I... Just point out the the word maternal. The say word to have maternal. a maternal mean maternal instincts means you have the loving, caring, nurturing instincts of a mother. It means you're a mother. So aborting a child is one hundred and eighty degrees opposite of yes. having a maternal instinct. Yeah, isn't that called yeah, it's matri- Isn't that called care. matricide? It, isn't that when a when a woman kills her kills her baby? It's called matricide, like it's, you know, maternal murder. Yeah. It's also admitting that when this child is aborted, you're already a mother. Yes. It's admitting that it's a child. Yes. Yo, I also thought there was another gaffe by him that proved an opposite point. No way. I don't believe you. Yeah. He said, 
there's you can't build a wall tall enough to keep out the vaccine. And he was supposed to say a virus, which on two fronts, that proves a point. One is that they're saying you can't stop the vaccine. We're going to push it on you no matter how high a wall you build. The other fact is that it admits it admits that a wall can be used in stopping some things, a.k.a. maybe people at a border. Yeah, I. Yeah. But was there a gaffe better I, than the. Was there a gaffe better than calling the Ukrainians the Uranians? Uranians. I love Dan Bongino's <laughs> comment. He wanted to know the if right Uranians idea. are from Uranus. Yeah, I think so. That's my assumption. Did, Joe did Biden's he, head is a Uranian then. He needs a plastic stomach so he can see where he's going. I've not heard that one before. You never heard that? Your, your head is so far no, up your that you need a plastic stomach, stomach, to, a plastic see stomach to see where you're going? That's, oh. I, I've never heard that. I have not heard that one. When he did talk about Ukraine and Russia at the opening of the speech, he said, um, quote, we're coming for you and your ill-begotten gains, talking about the Russian oligarchs. And I thought, uh, ill-begotten gains? Caught pot calling the kettle much? Yeah. Yeah, I'm aren't still just— aren't, aren't a lot of those gains from us? I'm still just amazed oh, how the Russians in, yeah. Gains? yeah. In all of this, how none of that gets mentioned of all the his dealings in the Ukraine and, and the oil deals and all this stuff. It's just how does that not ever get mentioned? Um, since we didn't watch and I couldn't stomach watching, I need Cassidy to explain to me the okay. purple haired old lady thing yes. in the hobo outfit in the front <laughs> row. That's what our notes say, and I have no so, idea what that means, but it sounds was, amazing. I looked up her name. I'll, I'll have to look. You it looked up, up her name. She Purple was like a haired, uh, Congress. Wait a minute. Yeah, I found her. Anyway, um, it's Representative Rosa Delorio from Connecticut, and she is this. And because I was like, I need to know what this is. Anyway, her outfit during the speech was hilarious, and so. I think she was wearing a mask too. So it showed the like kind of the front row of people right behind the military personnel. And I literally saw her and instantly just yelled and pointed at the TV. What is that? And Cole was speechless. I just What's go, a hobo what outfit? What is that? What's it a hobo this, outfit? It was like long and like dark, like grays and browns, like. Did it have like patches? Jacket thing, sh- sewn and it looked just—it looked hoboey, like it was. Yeah, it looked like tattered and like from a distance, at least. Oh man! It well, was thanks. Funny. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Yes, I was very confused. At what Rosa, she often wears weird things. So Rosa Delorio. Did you hear? Kamala Harris when she was Harris's answer on the radio show when she was asked to in layman's terms explain the whole Russia oh Ukrainian thing. Well, she's talk about insulting politically inept. She she's no, I think that she might be as much as know how to that might be as much she as she does knows not know it. how to explain it any better. She, she might not know anything no more way. about it than that. No way. She's got to know she more has than that. Zero. Uh, she is the most crazy foreign relations knowledge or know-how experience. I swear to God, uh, I thought she was talking to kindergartners. Well, there was this bigger Ukraine is this Big. country in Eastern Europe, and Russia is this bigger country, and they decided they were just going to come into the smaller country. And they're being meanies, so the United States sanctions is like time out. And no, that's not what she said. But basically, it's kind <laughs> no, of that was more my, sophisticated than what she said. My favorite part is actually um, I saw a lot of shorter clips where it kind of ended at her explanation. But I saw another clip where the woman host. Th- this was like these were like black radio shock jock show that she was on. And um, the woman who, who the host that was there, she actually followed it up by asking a fairly complicated geopolitical question. And I thought to myself, number one, that's hilarious. The contradiction between how you just talked to her and how she obviously knows more than you. And also, I don't think you can answer that question. (laughs) I don't think Kamala Harris could answer the question. And it was cut off before she answered. So I don't know. So I wanted to make earlier, you said something about do they like, you know, they're lying and all this stuff. Do they really think that Americans are 
that stupid to believe it all or you said something along those lines and i thought if they are just watching like mainstream media i know it's not state sponsored but it could be that some of these people really are truly so uninformed because i have a friend a russian friend that they were actually getting ready to go back to russia like about to go before obviously that's not happening now and she was talking i had asked about her family there and everything and um first she said the majority of russian people feel extremely guilty for what putin's doing and um on, on yeah so they're like they're also probably and pretty embarrassed tired. They're yeah, also and pretty she tired said people because are they're always Russian around. She's they're, uh, always, they're always Russian. She said people are angry, desperate, and ashamed. I heard that word. I thought that was an interesting perspective that they are like some of them. But she also said that some people, not much, but there are some who watch the main state-run TV channel, genuinely believe Russians are saving Ukraine and only targeting military objects to protect its own borders. How much is so available said, other than state-run television in Russia? Right. So. So some people genuinely are, like, duped. I've heard a bajillion theories, and yes, I mean a bajillion theories about what's going on there. It's insane. You can't keep anything straight. It's impossible. Right. You basically just have... Never have we had a war that was just fueled by instant propaganda and instant counter-propaganda. It's would, unlike anything that has ever happened. I would say especially in the first several days, most of what, the majority by far of what we were getting um, coming out was on both sides was just propaganda. It was not accurate. Which unfortunately means that the reality is bleaker than, well, I think people are clouded by their hopes and their wants to root for the quote, good guys and little guys. I'm going to give it a really unpopular, I'm sure, point here, um, perspective. Um, I, you know, I, I keep the last two days I've been hearing about how the Russians are really going after civilian population. I, what I've seen, and again, this is just what's coming out is what I've seen. They've gone after governmental buildings. They've gone after infrastructure. Uh, you know, they're going after, I, I, those are totally reasonable. Are there civilians that work there? Sure. And, and so they're going to be con civilian casualties, but if I'm, conducting a war the first thing i'm going after other than a military that um you know target that's directly threatening me i'm going after infrastructure if i can take yeah. out your power and your and your fuel and your transportation and clean water i i've already got you i i've i've, got I've you. seen i've seen so much shelling and so many missiles you know all that stuff that um but I've only seen a couple like real up close and confirmed hits on civilian targets to the point where at the rate where you could easily argue that it really is accidental. Did Now, did I see a video of a rocket absolutely obliterating like an apartment building? Yeah. But I've also seen videos of a thousand rockets and shells hit the ground. You could definitely you could definitely argue that on that small of a rate that that's accidental. Well, you, I, I've, and, well, they don't have the technology that we have to make pinpointed strikes. I've seen them like hit that. government. Their military technology is not right. as advanced. I've seen them hit governmental buildings. I've seen them hit like radio towers. I've seen them hit a railroad, railroad, you know, railway station and stuff. All those are infrastructure. Those are all valid wartime targets. Now, do we need to come out and preface all of this with we don't think that russia should be f invading ukraine yeah. because the obviously war we is don't. Wrong. the act of right. war is wrong you know, shouldn't I, have to i listened to tulsi gabbard in, in tulsi gabbard interview today and um she said she was on the armed forces committee in congress whatever and um she was making the point that there were members that legitimately talked as and just thought it was normal discussion about the use of tactical low-yield nuclear weapons and all this kind of stuff. And she said she would just be appalled when she would hear this because it was like, you don't understand what you're saying. And I agree with her because, like, those were valid options. Because let's think about it. Let's say, you're, let's say the U.S. were to decide to use a low-yield nuclear weapon. What do you think is going to be the next response? 
Say if by a Russia, by a Russia, you're going to use a larger (laughs) yield nuclear weapon. So I I actually have heard, though, where Russia does have a lot of low yield nuclear weapons. And it's and it's reasonable, actually, for from a Russian standpoint for them to start using them. Not reasonable, but they you you could see Russia doing it. And our problem is actually that we can't respond in kind because we have not kept up our low yield nuclear so we'd have to launch like a minuteman rocket which apparently can be toned down you can like turn down the yield of a of a minuteman nuclear warhead the only well, problem is trying to convince trying to convince russia that we turned down the the ballistic missile that's been launched it does it doesn't matter that because as soon as you use it they're going to go bigger yes yeah so where does it end until everything is just obliterated? I just don't, I, you know, it's so crazy how we view Russia and how we deal with them and we talk to, you know, about them and, and make plans. That's one that just shows that you have no understanding. Russia, if you haven't figured it out this out, people, Russia is going to, as far as in the initial military phase of this war, Russia is going to win. It, 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 it's, it's already settled. Putin cannot lose. He cannot allow himself to lose. He's a strong man that yield. He's not a, a man who is strong. He's a strong man. And that's how he has to govern. And if he shows weakness, he will no longer be governing. He will no longer be ruling. He cannot afford to lose. He will do whatever it takes to secure the military victory. Now, occupying and holding that victory, that's a whole different ballgame. But he's going to do whatever it needs to do to win this initial military battle. Did you hear what Macron said? That he had talked to Putin and Macron said that Putin told him directly that the worst is yet to come. And Macron is... Oh, oh the, yes, I know. Uh, the I, president yeah. of France. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he was told directly by Putin that the worst is, is yet to come. And I also agree. They're definitely going to take control of Ukraine, but then they're going to end up fighting the Ukrainian people like right. an insurgency for the next... Right. However long they decide to stay there. It, right. it, it's going to be it, like it us take, in Afghanistan or when the Russians were in Afghanistan. You're just going to get French this resistance in World War yeah, II. prolonged guerrilla warfare. Yeah. So that's a whole different ballgame. But I'm just talking which about as far as It's going to be devastating to so many people, which is right. very sad. But as far as him taking it, I mean, the thing is frustrating. It's like we don't, we don't, do we not understand these basic things? The Putin cannot lose. He will not allow himself to lose. It's not it's not even an option. And they have the military strength to win. The, you can't use low-yield nuclear weapons because the Russians will just up the game. It's just so silly that we even have to have these discussions when it's so obvious. It's so obvious that he doesn't care about his people. Um, you know, we're worried about casualties. He's not. Um, it just It's not the same thing. Um, I, I don't understand I think you were talking is... about... I, I think you were talking about... Um, I heard you talking about people's theories on how this potentially ends other than Putin getting what he wants. And and really it is some Russian oligarch, somebody, someone from the inside saying yes. we can't sustain this. The only way I into it themselves. Right. Yeah. The, the only way that this way. ends yeah. without him getting this military victory is that somehow internally through the oligarchs and, and, and people in high up in the Communist Party and stuff just say, um, they, they have to get rid of him somehow. But it's not going to happen externally. It's going to have to happen internally. That's the only way it can happen. And yet, saying this about the Russian mindset, I, I see where, you know, Joe Biden's administration, they're trying to re-deal, redo this Iranian nuke deal. Oh, yeah. And, the, and they have the, the Russians are the ones who are negotiating it. We've asked the Russians to negotiate <laughs> The deal, this deal with us while they're killing people in Ukraine and taking over their country. How? how, Don't worry. Don't worry. On Wednesday, March 2nd, the U.N. approved a resolution demanding Russia withdraw from Ukraine. I see. So so, so now they have to. So so they when when did that pullout start? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, don't worry. China, China abstained was among the abstaining. Let's hold a vote and sign a declaration. So was Iran. Banter. Says that uh, yeah, Russia Bevington needs Banter to pull out. Demands we we make a resolution. <laughs> we, we strongly oppose, and In that the will have great we... global influence. Okay, you just brought up China, and I want to bring that. I want to that 
great segue for something I really want to talk about here. We, every, have you noticed, and I, I picked up on this when I was listening to this Tulsi Gabbard interview, you know, when the day that she announced Hillary came out and basically accused her of being a Russian spy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so everything that they want to make the boogeyman, they tie to who? The Russians. Russians. That's right. Even though Obama accused Mitt Romney of having 1980s foreign policy when he when they was that yeah. the 2008 or two. 2012 yeah. election, 2012 election. And then election. he came out and said, hey, the 1980s called. Right, wants their foreign policy back. And yet, every boogeyman they want to tie anything, you know, they want to make the boogeyman to tie you to, it's, it's always the Russians. the Russians. You know, everybody agrees. It's not even debatable. China is by far the biggest threat in this world. We never tie anything yeah, to China. Yeah, nobody cares about Fang Fang. Nobody cares about Fang Fang. There's ba- Chinese spies really high up in a Let lot that sink of in. US. Let that sink yeah. in. The one threat that we everybody knows is the real threat, and everybody else is just also Rands, never gets anybody, they never get turned into the boogeyman. It's only Russia. Because then we. Because they don't want to point out the truth. Because then we'd have have to to do something about it. Yes. They don't want to upset China. They're friends, they're money. I had to back away from the microphone. That that's that's just if that doesn't that should speak volumes to you. The fact that nobody will do what they do with Russia to China, which is where it really well, needs to like be. Well, it's like as long it's it's a fear. Like if they if they have admitted, then they have to face it. If we just ignore it, then and let it sit there, then we don't. At this point, yeah. for me to say that you are a Chinese, that's what I do with my emotional pain too i just pretend it doesn't exist and then i don't have to deal with it right yeah it works out really well in the long run <laughs> yeah. too huh yeah um if i really wanted to dish if i really wanted to insult did you, you say really quick really did you say wrong run on person uh, on purpose or was it like a freudian slip because we're talking about china <laughs> wrong run oh in the wrong, in the run. wrong run <laughs> oh no we're definitely getting into it. okay <laughs> if i wanted to really insult you though i would call you a chinese Plant a Chinese, you know, some Chinese sympathizer. Oh, like a bonsai a Rus- tree, not a Russian a Chinese plant. <laughs> That's Japanese. Yeah, Same, never mind. Rice. You know what I'm saying? It's far more <laughs> insulting. It's far more insulting yeah, to it. connect you to China than it is to Russia. But we don't yeah. connect anyone to China. Yeah, that's profound. The implications of what I just said is profound. If you just stop and think about it for a while. Russia's their go-to boogeyman so they don't upset their overlords. We, through all of COVID, we talked about how, you know, if it saves one life, it's worth it. Oh, yeah. All this inconvenience and all this, if it saves one life. Tell me something. Why is that true? And it's not true that if we would stop importing 600 you know, millions or 60 million gallons or barrels of, of oil a day. 600,000? It's, it's a huge number. I think it's what we're still... So, you're, you're 600,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia. From Russia. And it is directly costing lives in Ukraine. And that's okay. Yeah. But we got to put on a mask and stay six... Because if it saves one life, it's worth it. And shut down our but whole economy. None of but you we're going to keep buying yeah. 600,000 barrels of oil a day from Russia, and it is directly costing the lives of Ukrainians. That was and, yeah, another thing. It's even During dumber than speech. that, though, because we could drill to make up for that yeah, 600,000. There yeah. is a very clear alternative. Yeah. So it's even dumber. Well, here's another thing that they don't understand. They go, well, yeah, the Kiso pipeline wasn't producing anything, and it'll be cut several years, even if you opened it back, you know, went back to work on it before it started producing. That's not how the gas and oil industry works. It's a futures market. Yeah. They, it's, they, they are pricing things today of things that they see out in, you know, three, five, That's why ten when, years in the as future. As soon as a rumor or as soon as something, exactly. rumors of something happens, you realize your gas price shoots up. That's why. So, that's why Biden can release, you know, 30 million barrels of, of oil and our gas price might go down a penny. It's not going to. Well, the other reason that it doesn't do anything. So he did say in his in the State of the Union that the world is releasing 60 million barrels of oil, 33 million from the U.S. 
we use 21.6 million barrels a day in right. the U.S. Right. It's not even two days. So it's, so total, yeah, of U.S. alone. Right. It's not even so two days. So that's why it doesn't do anything. Right. Because that's not how the market works. This, th- it's a futures market. So when, when they say that kind of thing to you, they're lying. Did you say 21 million barrels a day? I thought it was 11. That is what uh, the I... last it, it's it's between eighteen to twenty. It's in that neighborhood a, a Holy day. Holy smokes! Yeah. It wouldn't even get you through a full two days. To get you two days if you were if you were conservative. Yeah, and what the whole world is releasing, not the United States. Yeah. Hey, did you? And that's only our consumption. Did you hear this? That England says they've got a gobs and gobs of gas or oil in the ground that they just don't pump out. I heard some. I did hear that somewhere. So I'd never I never heard that have before. Enough, they don't even have enough land mass to have that much oil. No, but they got a lot of peat bogs. Who's peat bogs? Did you know that there is a U.S. Energy Information Administration? What do we not have an administration for? But anyway, EIA.gov reports. In 2020, 18.1 million barrels a day of oil in the U.S. However much oil it is, we know this, that under Donald Trump, we had more than enough for this country. We were meeting all of our needs, and we were exporting it and selling it. And by doing so, we were hurting the Russian market. So therefore, Russia was not making billions of dollars selling oil and gas to all these other countries. Therefore, that makes it harder to fund an army. Does Adam Kinzinger not know that implementing a no-fly zone is just war in the air as opposed to war on the ground or war at sea? Yeah, it's an act of war. We can't really do that. Or we're well, we be can. Involved. But we're going to be militarily yeah, direct, involved. Yes, it's a, it's one step war. away from you ground war. You are at war. Yeah. It's just war in the air as opposed to war on the ground. I but, still think I still think I came up with a which solution. Which we haven't done yet, but some people are pushing for. If we had stronger commanders, stronger leadership in the country, I came up with a solution to uh to a couple problems. One is Russia, and then the other problem is if you do join like NATO and you like as a world, oh everybody come together and we defeated Russia together. That is trending a little bit too close to one world government for me, and they're going to use that as an example why one world government is good. So we need to hurry up and shift power in the country and then all by ourselves just crush Russia. And then because we could, I think that's the I think that's the solution to crushing the one world Nate, the one uh, one world government idea and also dealing with Russia at the same time. Because we'll very clearly be the world's superpower again. Yes, and we should just lead, 100% lead. We yeah. should we should crush them and say, so that it is not arguable, we did this by ourselves. We don't need you. We didn't come together. We're, we're not, you know, the, the super friends hanging out at the Hall of Justice. We did this. It's over. That's how we set ourselves apart. That's how you take care of Russia and not join the one world government. And then we bulldoze the UN. Yes. Yeah, I I agree that, you know, like I was saying last week, we have to come to the realization we are the good guys. And if we would interact with the rest of the world um, in a wise way when it comes to our business and trade and those kind of things, we would by far be the strongest country. All the other countries, they want to do business with us. We're not looking to hurt them or punish them, but we're going to do things that benefit us. And, and, but as America rises, everybody that wants to work with us, they're going to also benefit. And, they're going, and, and most countries are going to want to do that. And, and then these other people, these, these outlaw countries like Russia and China and North Korea and stuff, they're just going to become, you know, not, they're going to become third world countries. Um, not, you know, so that's, and, and none of this has to result in war. They won't have the means to, con, they won't have the means to conduct war. What's the definition of a second world country? Yeah, you never hear it used, but Why does I think Russia is one. As a well, I'll tell you what. It, yeah, country. Russia is a second Russia world is country. One. China was their borderline now. Um, 
part of it though is defined by the amount of freedom that you have. I think it's because anymore society only operates this... in extremes. Your first or your last. I just don't hear people get terms. Oh, apparently there countries. is something called the Human Development Index. Yeah, I've heard of and that. That's you I don't have like it, it, and then well, that's how it's determined. Well, I can I tell you when Trump called a bunch of some countries said they were basically what a crap hole countries. That's yeah. what he said. He, I know he wasn't lying. I've been to some of them. Okay, they, they really are. So, second world countries are the term used to describe former communist countries that aren't quite in poverty but aren't prosperous either. That's the most vague. Okay, okay, I understand. So, basically, second world countries. Like that are okay. I think but it looks at you, human development, such as it looks at life expectancy, education, per capita income indicators. That's what the human development is. Index third looks world, at. the lowest, correct? So you have first and you have third, and then you have a bunch of maybe other countries in second. But I think that we should differentiate second, but like moving from third to first or moving from first to third because some are deteriorating so, and some are getting second better. increasing second yeah like a on the decline like a waxing or a waning crescent yeah. moon you know you which direction is it heading because you can't just throw them on second well, because that's... what if they just got promoted and they're on their way up to the top how can you classify all those the same what okay latent so in fact so that they could I, be th a, I, a first I vote world... we just call them waxing Second world nations or waning second world nations? <laughs> well, so um, Ben Shapiro referred to Ukraine as a latent democracy, a.k.a. like existing but not yet developed or manifest, like they're moving towards democracy. So you could say... So they're, they're a, a waxing, they're a waxing second world democracy. nation. <laughs> I don't know, but I think that Switzerland should be miscongeniality. It's not first place, not second place, not third place. Just just miscongeniality. We would have said that about Canada until about a month and a half ago. Speaking of waxing, <laughs> Switzerland. I don't know. <laughs> so they can slide on the ice. Hard. So they can slide on the ice easier. Well, they've actually they're they've actually left Eins. their position their position Eins. of neutrality. They've actually, oh, you know, yeah. They're, they're yeah. super yeah, neutral, they they neutral actually, and everything. Yeah. They wouldn't even condemn the Rus the Germans in World War II, uh, but they are condemning the Russians. Yeah, they're not neutral anymore. Well, they don't want to be miscongeniality anymore. Gosh, I'm going to have to close all my they Swiss bank accounts. They actually want to win a prize. Oh, I'm going to have to get rid of all my Swiss cheese. I was going <laughs> to Dang. I can't, I can't believe my kids Dang. didn't go, you have Swiss bank accounts? You don't, though. No, no I, I do. That was you fake. Thanks. Actually, interestingly enough, so is my Swiss cheese. It's just show cheese. I had some Gouda that I just drilled holes in. Uh, that's a Gouda story. We got to be done. This isn't getting better.